The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. A Monday edition of Tale Varsity. We're presented by Currency. Great stuff from Charlie McBride. We welcome in Brady Altman's staff writer with Hale Varsity all over this official visit weekend at Brady Altman's on Twitter. Now, uh, Elijah, we've, we've got to be a little careful, and this isn't on you, but apparently there's uh, someone who's uber active here on the uh, stream yard that is trying to get dates for all of us. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been working to block out some of those comments here. I I'll even pass on saying the the website name. Yeah, they we, just keep we, on saying there's no free shout outs this Monday. It's it's a new AI dating site that is apparently great at, at matching you up with mm. singles in your area. So mm. so there you go. Now I'm I'm, hey, I'm I'm in the market. I've been thinking about you, clicking. I know, I know you're <laughs> no, you're in the market. I'm uh, I am not. <laughs> I am I am not in the market. Uh, Brady, Nebraska in the market for all sorts of help here with uh, the rule regime. And first, thanks for joining us, man. Secondly, great stuff tracking down, running down all of these commitments. Uh, three so far for Nebraska. Kai Whelan, let's start with him. Juco edge defender. I know Utah liked him. He's out of Sacramento uh, American River Community College. Tell me what you like about this edge guy, 6'5", 230. Well, his frame stands out immediately. I mean, he's going to be a guy that I think you get into Matt Rule's system and that developmental uh, collegiate weight program, especially the new uh, facility, the Go Big Project that they've got there. Um, you're you're going to have three three applicable seasons in four years for this kid. I mean, he's, he's a freshman, only played one year at JUCO. So you're going to have some some good miles on him. Um, he's he's a tough guy. He's kind of a, a gritty, as he likes to describe himself, uh, big on that big frame and can kind of move in what Tony White likes to do with that defense. He could either stand up and be a two-point stance end, or he can shift in one of those linebacker roles. So um, he's, he's an interesting get, and I, he's one that the previous coaching staff offered as well, and then one that this one really wanted to go after. Specialty off the edge, got to be getting to the quarterback. But how is he about setting the edge, in your opinion? I think he he definitely could be better. But I think you he he already starts with a, a little bit of advantage with his frame alone. I mean, he's going to be a guy that is just tough to move off the ball in general. And I think that that's going to help Nebraska in the long run in any way that they want to go. And whether he's playing on the second level or playing at on the line of scrimmage at the end. Brady, you said that should help Nebraska in the long run, but are there any guys that, you know, Nebraska's talking to right now could uh, already be committed that you think could be guys that are contributors next year? Maybe not as starters, but guys that are going to see the field and, you know, their, their confidence is going to go up as the year goes on and maybe by the end of the year they could be in something closer to a starting role, similar to what we saw with a guy like Ernest Hausman this year. Um, so far, I think, um, I feel... It's tough because you kind of got to look at where they're at right now on the depth chart and where they would fit in well because um, I think Riley Van Poppel is one that I think immediately stands out. He's a guy that's bought in. 
um, not one of the recent commits, but he's one of the guys that's bought into this coaching staff and was a commit already. I think he's got the mentality that he's ready to go in and get some minutes, and he could potentially on the interior line. He you could definitely you know squeeze some minutes out of there. Um, if there's any guys committed right now, I think it's going to be tough. Um, some of these um, athletes and these edge uh, position players might be able to squeeze a couple of good playing style minutes out there. But I think that the best immediate impact guys are the ones that are um, on the on the verge of committing uh, in the next couple of weeks. What feel do you have right now with uh, the 16 kids that were here? There'll be more visits clearly before December 21st. You know, who are some prospects you feel pretty good about with Nebraska? Um. It's going to be really interesting. Um, I think right off the bat, Jalen Lloyd from Omaha Westside is going to announce his commitment on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. He took his official visit this last weekend. It's He's in a really interesting spot. Um, I just talked with some coaches earlier today. They all like him, you know, really liked him as a high school prospect. And then he was scheduled to make his announcement, his commitment, but strictly for track, you know, earlier. And then he got like a stomach bug or, and lost his voice and had to postpone his, de- his commitment. And then lo and behold, two days later, he gets an offer from Nebraska to p- actually play football and I believe do track as well. So he's going to announce his commitment on Saturday. That could potentially be a big get. And he's um, they've kind of teased uh, Tristan Alvano with that mm-hmm. as a West Side duo um, to commit pretty soon here. So I know Tristan also really liked the new coaching staff on his visit. Uh, feels good about it and wants to he wants to be part of the early signing period but might commit earlier than that so we'll see what the future holds if Alvano is in Brady do you think we'll be talking about you know fall camp storylines a a kicking competition potentially he definitely could I mean crying out loud it's and that's no that's no shade on Timmy Bleak Road I mean it's just a testament to the kind of guy that that Tristan is coming in or or would be coming in when you're hitting 57 yarders at the high school level and you're, you know, being stopped by Alabama and, and teams of that ilk, you're, you know, your job's in jeopardy. So you're going to have to really bring it. Uh, there've been a couple of place kickers or kickers on Nebraska's depth chart, you know, walk-ons or guys in there that have already entered the transfer portal. So they, I think they're, I mean, they were, their days were numbered seeing the field anyway, with or without Tristan Alvano and the, we'll We'll see, but it, I, I definitely think if, if Tristan were to commit to Nebraska, I think there's an absolute day one competition there. Schmitty, for what it's worth, I think if we do have a couple segments, you know, back to back to back this fall in the potential mm-hmm. kicking competition, I think the listeners would eat it up. Everyone loves everyone loves kicking. That's one of the most, you know, electric positions on a football they, field. They love that kickers stuff. That, that make kicks, you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Just and, imagine the calls we would get in if we're trying to spend a whole segment talking no, about the kickers. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, if there's Alex Henry moments, yeah, sure. We'll talk about the uh, the drive and the miraculous kick heard round Husker Nation. <laughs> Till then, <laughs> we're going to spend some time here on, on, on more of the prospects. You've got uh, quarter sincere uh, Safe Alua, uh, he is uh, oh, an IM, IMG kid, and uh, let's get a lowdown on him real quick, Brady, and again, can log on com and, and check out Brady's uh, reports on these, and just uh, as a side note, you've also got uh, GBR, the promo code, you can enter in to save 10 bucks on the 
the the magazine and digital subscription just so you know the, that Husker fan in your life you can take care of. But back to Sincere, uh, IMG always kind of rise uh, raises my eyebrows just because of uh, their their pedigree. Yeah, um, immediately what stood out to me looking at his film is he's he's got that big frame, physical, but he is tough. He likes to press receivers. He likes to be physical at the line. And he's got the quickness and speed to recover if he, you know, breaks, if they break contain them and they get behind him. So he's going to be able to kind of um, be physical at the line, hold blocks, shed blocks to potentially get, a, you know, help out in the run stop game. And then if, if he, if a receiver were to kind of get behind him here in the big 10, he's got the makeup speed to be able to cover some ground and get there. So it's, it's really impressive. And like you said, with IMG, the way that they like to build kids up, I mean, that's where Nebraska's got a couple of guys uh, that they're looking at. They just offered another kid out of originally out of Tennessee that went to the same uh, defensive back camps as sincere. So they, they like what they're seeing there. And when you see it on film, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious why you'd want this kid. You, you would want to get this kid in the program. Brady, let's talk about William Pop Watson as uh, he flipped his commitment from Nebraska to Virginia Tech, which wasn't all that surprising, I don't think. But do we have any sort of update on what type of quarterbacks Nebraska could be going after now to, to replace Pop Watson? Um, it's going to be really interesting. I think you're seeing now they, they are appealing to Jeff Sims, the former Georgia Tech quarterback in the transfer portal. They like him. I haven't really heard anybody um, that they're really seeking after in terms of the t- 2023 class for a quarterback. Um, they might be trying to uh, to keep an eye on somebody in the Philly area, Philly, or uh, on, even on the West Coast, make a last-ditch push. I mean, Nebraska coaching staffs uh, historically have really got some pretty good quarterbacks that way, you know, just before signing day and everything. But I, I wonder if part of it is they've got – if they can get Sims in and they get some guys filled in, then 2024 and the classes beyond, you've got some really appealing um, quarterback prospects out of those classes. And like you said, I mean, once Mark Whipple wasn't going to be at Nebraska, I think Pop Watson's days were, were gone. Those guys go back quite a ways, and, and there's a pretty good allegiance there. So it's a, it's a tough loss for Nebraska, but kind of one you, one you saw coming. Well, you uh... – Pop, we, we talked to his father and really talented kid, kind of a comp of a Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, when we look at athleticism, height, and just arm strength and just more of a mobile guy, that's the guy that, that really took and solidified the spot. Nebraska and Whipple didn't go after, uh, of course, uh, the kid everybody wants, and that's uh, Flores. Uh, out of Gretna, and now Nebraska has neither <laughs> quarterback. Of course, Flores is off to Okie State, but now Pop isn't even coming to Lincoln here for this 2023 class. So, Brady, can you play quarterback? <laughs> What's um, the eligibility well. like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got uh, my mobility is shot at this point. See, I remember having a, a big discussion with my friends whenever Kendall Hinton got the start for the Broncos about what my stats would be if I were to step into an NFL game. And I thought, you know what? I could maybe get 25% completion percentage. One out of four, check down. Well, I was thinking like, you know, a four for 12 day, a four for 16 day would be respectable. And then he went out there and was like zero completions with one interception. And they only gave him like six attempts at it. And I went, you know what? I may have been wrong there. Maybe I, I couldn't play quarterback at the mm-hmm. NFL level for one game. I, I thought screen passes at least would be doable. Got to have touch, Elijah. Now, I don't worry about you seeing over the line uh in in that aspect but i i have overthrown a pitcher from uh my umpiring days like uh 
trying to toss it back. I've overthrown the pitcher once or twice, and that's always the most embarrassing mm-hmm. feeling. That's like the reality check of, ah, I don't think I can make it in the NFL. Brady Altman's with us. Brady, hang on for us if you can. We'll dive into uh, the offensive side of the ball with uh, Quentin Ives. Uh, get your take on him here coming up, so hang tight. We're up against a break. And a reminder to you this holiday season and beyond, uh, please buckle up. Uh, there's a lot of holiday parties going on. Uh, maybe you're having a good time. Maybe you have uh, one too many. But uh, when push comes to shove, you drink, you drive, you lose. Uh, get that Uber call to get the, the lift taken care of. Get a cab, but get a safe way home. And uh, don't get behind the wheel when you drink. Uh, one out of every three fatal crashes in Nebraska involves an alcohol-impaired driver. Why take chances if you don't drink? Why take chances if you drink? Don't drive. And this message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. More on a big official visit weekend. And while we're talking uh, holidays here, I want Brady's take on uh, white elephant gifts. I, I need some help with that. Okay. So I think he might be the person to ask. Maybe chew on that for a second during the break, Brady. Good work. Come back on that. I uh, Usually it's... I don't know, 10, 15 bucks, right? That's what I'm saying. $25 limit, Brady. Give, give me some ideas. I'm struggling. All right, Hail Varsity continues. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. Brady Oltman's continues on with this big recruiting weekend for Nebraska. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And find us all on Twitter at. Uh, Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence for Elijah at Brady Oltman's for Brady on Twitter. And the Nebraska skill position uh, commit, Quentin Ives out of Beverly, New Jersey, 6'3", 180. And he's played running back. He's played wide out. Uh, what what do you feel his fit is? What what part of the, the offensive side of the ball do you think Nebraska will or could use him at? I, the hybrid's great, but... Is he more of a running back lean or a wide receiver lean? Uh, I imagine he'll play running back. Uh, I just talked with his high school coach earlier today, and he's he's one of the EJ Barthol guys because um, he was they had a good connection built up. Was going to go to UConn, and then basically before it was announced, EJ texted the head coach and said, "Hey, I'm going to go to Nebraska." And as the, as the coach told me, he didn't even have time to hit send on his message before EJ said, and I want, and, Qu- and I want Quentin to come with me, uh, was the follow-up. He's a guy that is actually kind of relatively new to football. He, I think he just started playing about two years before his freshman year. And he, when he arrived, because I think he's initially from Virginia, mm-hmm. when he arrived in New Jersey, he um, had to sit out the first couple games because he didn't have enough practices built up uh, to play right away. And uh, as the coach was telling me, he's just kind of grown, grown into his body, grown into the ability of knowledge on the field. But his explosiveness, his intangibles is what caught him. Uh, There was a game this year where, you know, he breaks through the middle. And then it looks like, as the coach told me, looked like about three guys, three defenders had him. You know, they had a good pursuit angle on him at the 50. And then that's when the burners came on and nobody was going to catch him after that. Um, it's one of those things that it doesn't show up on on the stat sheet, but when you see it on film, you point to it and you say, okay, we got to get that guy. And I think that that just falls in line with, with EJ Barthol. It fits in line with the, the rural coaching staff and what they're looking for in the skill position, guys. Brady, we have a comment in on YouTube from Juan saying that uh, he thinks Ives is, is similar to Maurice Washington. Do you have a, a pro comp or a college comp for, for this guy? 
Um, Maurice is interesting. That might be the best one that comes off the top of my head because um, I can't really. I'm I'm drawing a blank on who exactly would be. I mean, he he would be kind of a more dynamic back, but I think he's a little bit built to be a little bit more physical than like a Ramir Johnson would be. Um, he's he's going to be more suited to to picking up blitzes and more suited to lowering the shoulder and kind of trucking for an extra three yards than Ramir would be. But I think that makes him more valuable and more dynamic of what they want to do with Marcus Satterfield's offense and then just by playing in the Big Ten by nature. So a, a poor man's Jamal Charles maybe? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. Do we go with Jamal Charles? Does he have the four <laughs> two? <laughs> I said poor man's for now. Uh, what's what's the, the the top end of that frame? You think they get him to two twenty? I think they could. Um, I, it's really weird because I think it's all up in the air. They could really do a whole lot with these guys. I mean, the players were coming out seeing what is now in the Big Red Project or the Go Big Project, I guess in that new facility and they're in, in awe. And I know that that's one thing that the administration wanted it to be was the premier development facility. And I haven't been in there for a couple of weeks now, but I know that it's still on track to open up in the summer and they want to get the, you know, the next team in there before the season starts. So I, I mean, they had an impressive weight room before I've, I can't imagine what they're going to do with an even better one and a, you know, a more uh, studious nutrition and, uh, and all that kind of staff. What did you think of rules halftime with Nebraska Purdue? Man, if you ever if you ever feel down about Nebraska football, just send Matt Rule out there to give a speech, and he'll rally the troops and, and you know find the nearest wall, and and it'll go down quick. But it's <laughs> I think it's one of those things that it's it's one of those things where you always date the opposite of your ex kind of thing. For a long time there, Scott Frost was never going to be the guy that you cart out at halftime to rally the troops and say, you know, give us a fiery speech kind of thing. Uh, and then you have the dynamics of where Frost, when he was introduced, was, you know, at the suite and balloons and stuff up. And it was kind of red tie and shaking hands, whereas Matt Rule gets introduced on the practice field. And he's he's there to, you know, get everybody excited in the middle of a top five basketball game. Um, it's 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 just that dichotomy that strikes me, and then obviously they don't even have a full coaching staff yet, and they're already getting you know four recruits in two days committed to Nebraska, and they've got guys committing before they even arrive on campus. So it's just it's a stark contrast, but it's one of the reasons why I think Mark Rule and was so appealing mm-hmm. uh, to Trev Alberts during the search. In your opinion, better or worse than that infamous Brian Kelly halftime speech where he went Southern accent, calling everyone his family. <laughs> um this was well, genuine <laughs> i don't think you can get any worse than that I mean, he, was, <laughs> he, he was on a mission but it wasn't you know the uh it wasn't the same baton rouge uh mission that brian <laughs> kelly tried to sell uh, sell right away <laughs> i do declare <laughs> <laughs> do you want to jump in here with white elephant here oh yeah so brady the, the family's got a $25 white elephant gift exchange for the extended family to come together. And I've said with the price of inflation, I think maybe we need to raise that 25 up to 30 this year, but I digress. Do you have any suggestions for white elephant gifts under $30? Could be serious. Could be some sort of gag gift. I've been known to go with the gag gift in my day. So just want to get your take on, on any recommendations. I'm running dry. Uh, a solid one for me is get them a Christmas themed uh, set of socks that jingle like the high, uh, just about calf level socks that jingle. Cause it's really funny and you hold them up and you have a chuckle, but then sure enough in the middle of January, they're wearing them around the house and it's practical and it keeps the feet warm. So 
I mean, you have that fun about it right away, but then practicality, they're actually going to wear those socks. So that's good. that might be a good one. Going to get back to football because I'm not a gift giver. Uh. <laughs> See, and my recommendation right back is uh, I've had good success with uh, cheese balls, the big old yeah, tub. Yeah, the tub. The big old tub because it gets wrapped up and everyone goes, what's in the big thing? And they shake it and they go, I'm not sure what's in there. And they open it up and it's cheese balls and who doesn't love cheese balls? That's pretty good. Wide receiver coach, any feel, Brady? A couple of spots to fill out on offense. Uh, I, I've, I haven't heard a name that gets repeated. I've asked around, I've asked a couple of people in the coaching circles, who have they heard? What are the names being thrown out there? And nobody's really saying the same name twice. You know, it's, there's never really, and there hasn't been anybody that's kind of materialized as the, you know, point to them and say, there you go. Kind of thing. Uh, there have been some names that have been shopped to me about Matt rule that usually end up on his staffs. Uh, either along somewhere along the way in Temple, Baylor, or Carolina that aren't here yet. But I think that there are guys who might have, like Jake Peets, was in line, but then ultimately had a change of heart and didn't want to come to Nebraska or, or liked where they were at now mm-hmm. and want to see it through. So I, as of right now, I haven't really heard a, um, a front-runner name come through yet, but that could definitely change by the end of the week. Well, they're, uh, they're getting it finished up. And they're doing a marvelous job. Real quick, about uh, 20 seconds here. What's on the horizon for Nebraska recruiting as far as schedule and then this next weekend? Oh, well, right now they're looking at another dozen, a little bit over a dozen official visits next weekend. Um, A couple of the guys who are already committed, but they also are getting guys that um, that haven't committed yet that they're hoping to get sealed the deal, either JUCO or uh, high school recruits that are coming in this upcoming weekend. So it's going to be kind of a – Two, two strong weeks for him. Brady, we uh, will uh, no doubt uh, commandeer you Friday again if you got time to give us that OV list, all right? Absolutely. Good to see you, man. Appreciate your time. There he is. Good stuff uh, all weekend from Brady Altman's HailVarsity.com and uh, magazine. Brady's story as well, in-depth with the Nebraska defense, that three three five. Really good research from Brady on that. Please read that. A wind-down of Monday, Hail Varsity continues. We're presented by Currency.